Love Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. What is up, everybody? What is up? This is Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 74. I apologize for the late start, but, um, you know, technical difficulties, but we're going to work our way through it. I'm waiting for uh, Alicia Brown to call in now so she can uh, join me in this show. Um, What's up, everybody? I just wanted to come on today, talk about a couple of things. Uh, We're going to talk about the McConnor Gregor Floyd Mayweather fight coming up and, um, the end of August. We're also going to talk about uh, a couple of other things I wanted to speak on, and I wanted to welcome Valicia Brown. Hey, Valicia, how you doing? Hi, everyone. Hi, Big Daddy. Sorry about the technical difficulty. We powered our way through it. We're only three minutes behind. So, how was your weekend? I had a great weekend. Um, really good, you know. I wasn't around too much. Um, you know, did some things, traveled a little bit. But it is. But back to reality. Happy Monday, everyone. Yeah, happy Monday. It looks like the storm's about to come and the heavens about to open up. Yeah. But it's all good. You know how this summertime weather is. But um, we're going to get into the show. First thing I want to talk about before I get into this whole Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather thing, I want to touch on a couple of things briefly as far as wrestling. Um, Valicia, I don't know if you heard, but there was a, I want a report coming out from Dave Mulsanne. And, you know, he's normally pretty good when it comes to rumors and reports and different things. But the rumor is that the WWE reached out to a former superstar to come back. Oh. Guess guess which one? Who? CM Punk. That's awesome. CM Punk is one of my favorite, favorites. And, you know, today marks the sixth year that CM Punk won the title off of John Cena and walked out of the company with it. Yep. They reached out to him. And like I said, Dave Meltzer reported it, then pretty much it happened. So they're not saying he accepted. I'm not saying right. that. I'm saying is that they reached out to him to come back. I don't know what monies was discussed or what type of terms or whatever. But um I knew I know that majority of the people that do come back that had an issue with the WWE and we're talking about Bret Hart, um Bruno San Martino and guys like that, they all pretty much a lot of them had to do with Triple H reaching out to them and saying, Hey, like, look, this is what's happening, this is what we want to do, blah, blah, blah. Uh all right. warrior. So so he reaches out to them but, you know, Triple H was the biggest reason why – I know you heard the Coke Cabano um, podcast when CM Punk was on at that time, and he expressed all the different concerns he had with Triple H and how they fired him on his wedding day, which is – Wow. That, so, but also know that time heals, no, time heals all wounds, and I also know that money talks – Bullshit runs a marathon. So, I hope to see him back. I really hope to see him back because he's also he also was one of my favorites. And I don't think he got a good shake that um, that time he had the world championship where he was the main event in pay per views and he was like one of the most over wrestlers there because of egos and stuff. But like I said, I wasn't going linger on too much wrestling. I just wanted to say that. So keep your ears out for that. And there was another um, 
thing I saw that Dean Ambrose is starting Raw today and possible tease of a Shield reunion. Oh. So, hmm. we'll see if that I'm, I'm waiting for it. They've been teasing it, so. Yeah, they've been teasing it, so it might be a tease tonight. So, we'll get off of that. There's a little bit of wrestling there. But here's all I wanted to talk about. And, Felicia, you and I talk quite often, and we pretty much agree on certain things. We disagree, and we agree on certain things. Um, Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather. Now, this is the super fight to supposedly end all super fights. I don't even know how this even came about where one person said, okay, he's undefeated, and he's undefeated, so let's get this MMA fighter to fight against this boxer in a boxing ring, and let's see who wins. And I was intrigued. I'm still intrigued because I want to know who's going to win this, and I know I'm probably going to end up watching it. Am I going to pay 100 Dollars to watch it or 125 I'm hearing now to watch this fight? Hell no. I'm not paying that much money. <laughs> but I will be in somebody's bar, probably Miller's over there in Springfield, and I'll probably be sitting up there with a, with a burger or a beer or a burger and a beer or a steak and a beer or whatever have you. And I know you'll be right there with me, Felicia, because I know you're intrigued too. And yeah. we're going to watch this. But here's my issue with this whole thing. I don't feel as though it had to turn into such a racial issue. And that's what I think it's leading to. Now let me explain. If you have heard, I know you've heard of Alicia, some of the comments that Conor McGregor has said as far as dance for me boy, he's called Mayweather's um, bouncers flying monkeys, Dancing monkeys. Mm, dancing monkeys, yeah. Dancing monkeys. And he said the dancing monkeys thing more than on one occasion. Now, he is not a stupid man, and I understand he's trying to sell this fight. But to sell this fight on race, is, to me, is not the way to go with it. Because now, what I'm also noticing, and there was a kid, I don't know if you saw the video, Felicia, but there's a kid who lives in London where they had that one press conference at, who copied press IDs, and um, he laminated all this stuff and, and came up with bogus IDs and tags and stuff, and he snuck his mm. way into that press conference. Did you see that? No, I have not. If you see that video, just check it out. You'll see how easy this kid made it in. But he made it into the press conference, and he was filming some of the people in the crowd. And he's a Conor McGregor fan, too. But a lot of these guys is F Mayweather, F this, F that. Uh, he's going to kick his black ass and this, that. I'm like, why does it have to be black ass? Why did it have to become about race? How come it just couldn't be this one undefeated boxer fighting an undefeated MMA guy? Both of them undefeated. And to me, I think Floyd didn't really even have to take this fight because it's about his legacy. He's 40 and 0. He's 40 years old. Why would you want to take this just to collect a check? I understand that. And he's going to walk away with $200 million. I understand that. But how much money does he already have? How much more money do you need? Because anybody can get hit at any time. If he can hit the right way, Trying to lay him out. Now, would this tarnish Floyd Mayweather's reputation? And this is just questions I have. So anybody want to call in, the number is 718-508-9883. Call in, give me your opinion. But this is just my opinion on this. I don't see why it had to get racial. I don't see, like, this could have just been some type of exhibition that maybe some of this money could have been turned over to charity. But... It's just two fighters who's going to get really paid to kick the crap out of one another. And why? What's your opinion, Felicia? I mean, I am very interested in this fight. It's, you know, it's not even the fight. It's just the way that they're promoting it. I, I can't see too many people that's not interested in it. Um, you know, probably just people that don't like it. But it is very unfortunate 
and it's just a testament to, you know, the direction that sports in general, especially um, <clears throat> combat sports and fighting, um, you know, it's not like Muhammad Ali days, but the trash talk is now, you know, surpassing the importance of the actual sport and the fight. Um, so, yeah, like the tactics they're doing, is some of the things they're saying funny? Yes, but I do not, you know, care for race being like a, a, a focus or, you know, it's just dumb. Like the smack talk, calling each other stupid and getting really personal, it just doesn't make any sense. Um did I used to like Conor McGregor? Not really. Did I used to like Floyd Mayweather? Not at all. I'm not a fan of either of them. Um, but I will say in Conor McGregor's defense, a lot of the things he's saying does sound racist. And this isn't the first time that he's been, you know, kind of highlighted as saying racial things and being a racist. But on the flip side, if you remember, and I don't see many people talking about this, Floyd Mayweather did make racial comments toward Manny Pacquiao. And um, I have a quote here that he said, and it's just a small quote, but this is what he said, you know, about Manny Pacquiao. And it says, as soon as we come off this vacation, we're going to cook that little yellow chump. Once I kick the midget ass, I don't want you all to jump on my explicative. So you better get on the bandwagon now. Once I stomp the midget, I'll make that explicative, make me a sushi roll, and cook me Ooh. some rice. We're going to cook Ooh. him with some cats and dogs. So, I mean, Floyd Mayweather, I remember him being called out for being a racist as well. And, you know, same thing with Manny Pacquiao. If anybody remembers, he made homophobic um, comments, you know, so I, I just don't like, like, keep it to the sport, keep it to fighting, let your let your hands and your feet and your legs do the talking that your mouth is doing, because right now what they're just doing is showing how much of a farce a lot of these sports and fights are, so it's sad. And I'm in the total agreement of what you just said. I didn't hear that, what, um, what you just read as far as Floyd Mayweather, I didn't hear. Um, I don't remember him saying it. I'm not going to say You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it but was 2010. That's bad. That's bad. So he really can't say too much. And, again, why do we have to put race in it at all? It shouldn't be, especially with the way America is going down and what's happening in America now. We don't need that. When you got the Captain Cheetos in there, who's Captain Captain Redneck, and the racial things that he's pushing, and the way he's making people feel, and the idiots that's following behind him, and I said idiots that's following behind him. I watched a video today that this teacher put up, um, and she was complaining to her subordinates and the people over top of her about how bad her kids were and how much they were yeah. in her face about um, Donald Trump. And they just said she was being sensitive and her kids wasn't that bad, blah, blah, blah. But when it came to the last day of school, guess what they did? They put mm. up a whole bunch of Donald Trump pictures all over the place, and they made fun of her skin color and the fact that she had a gap in her teeth. And mm. High school kids that, that did this Then on top of that There was a Mexican teacher down down the hall Where they made They went and printed out like bricks And made a wall and put it um, In front of her door Wow Wow Yeah And these are kids You know these are high school yeah. kids But to me they're still kids And this is oh, the, definitely. The, 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 the hatred That's being pushed in America and I'm tired of it. These kids are getting more and more out of control. And I don't know if you heard the other story. Sorry about that. I don't know if you heard the other story about what happened yesterday. Now, I don't know what type of kids they were, white kids, black kids. I don't know. But I know 500 kids got together and crashed a picnic in Germantown 
Then when the people called the cops, these kids turned on the cops and started throwing bottles at him and stuff. Is that that riot that's going on with the kids now? This happened last night. Yeah, I did see it. It's like a, they're jumping on police cars and stuff. And it's getting out of control. We have to send, basically what I'm saying is, we have to send a better message to our kids because our kids are watching what, what we're doing and they're taking it and they're taking it a step beyond. Because when we were kids, we didn't have social media. We didn't have these different outlets or whatever. Now these kids are going on social media, playing these flash bombs, and they're showing up and doing whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. And it has to it has to start with us. Now, if they're watching TV, they're seeing Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor strut around, calling people flying, uh, sorry, dancing monkeys, and um, dance for me and this, that, and the fourth, and insulting um, Floyd Mayweather because he doesn't read that well, and Floyd Floyd ain't innocent because he's throwing shots at Connor too. Like keep it about the fight, and that's what it's not. Right. And what what I'm basically saying is, America is already screwed up enough without us adding more fuel to the fire. Now, as these weeks go past, and the closer and closer it gets to this fight, it's just going to get worse if it's starting. With this now, imagine how bad it's going to be the closer it gets to August 26th or August 27th. Anyway. One of those to the days day, there. Yeah, one of those days to the day of that fight. And it's just, it's, I'm getting a little scared now because I don't want to see this really get spun out of control and people start doing a bunch of stupid stuff. And I just want to see, you know, people get along. You know I'm an easygoing guy, and I don't want to see a, a, a race riot break out because these two guys can't control their mouth. You understand yeah, I don't think it'll get that far, but it, it's very unfortunate that, um, you know, things like sports and music and movies, these are outlets that we often look to so we can get away from what's going on in the world, um, you know, sadness and and grief and war and bad things, but, you know, away from politics, but to slowly infiltrating itself into movies and music and, you know, sports. And it's it's like, what do you do? Like, are we becoming, you know, a society like that? Like, you know, like some of these other countries, it's not good. We're dividing, and things like sports and music are things that, you know, used to bring us together. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm at with it. And, you know, I'm going to keep talking about this until this fight happens and probably even talk about it after the fight happens. Um, You know, I'm going to keep a close eye on what happens because that's just me. You know how I am with certain things, huh? Even when it came to the presidential election, you know, I kept a sharp eye on everything that was going on. It's like I'm the watcher or whatever, and I watch what happens, and I want to report about it. But um, it's just sad. So it is what it is at this point. In other news, sports-related news, and Valicia, you know, I have an old saying that God blesses fools and babies, and I yeah. guess there ain't no baby. And I damn sure ain't no baby. Yesterday was the big three tournament at the Wells Fargo. Oh, my goodness. I heard about and that, guess, too. And guess who didn't play? Wow. He coached. And I knew. <laughs> he coached. He coached. Anybody that doesn't know him, talking about Allen Iverson. And, you know, I'm a diehard Sixers fan. I love Allen Iverson. I love the way he played and his spirit and this, that, and the fourth. And I'm not knocking what he has been. But my thing is, there was a packed house down there last night. People spent good money. Them tickets were not cheap to watch Allen Iverson play at the well one more time. And they did not get it. I would have been pissed. <laughs> If, if and people are. 
they are pissed. People have been speaking out about it. It's been on the news. <laughs> yes. That's what I found out about the fact that he didn't play. It was on um, ABC News, and people were pissed. If you're going to advertise something, then people want to get what they're paying for. And that's probably why they sold that building out as much as they did. I'm not saying that they didn't have good houses in the other places they went to. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is when they came to Philly, you know, everybody in Philly was anticipating watching Allen Iverson play. And they didn't get it. How do you feel about that, Felicia? I think it's messed up. I mean, it's almost like they did use a name and a possibility to to sell tickets, and it's kind of like false advertisement, you know. So mm-hmm. it's pretty bad. Alan Iverson did do a press conference today. It sounded very uh, reminiscent of his "It's just practice" uh, speech or press conference, <laughs> but I, I just don't understand. Nice game. <laughs> I, I respect Allen Iverson. I love Allen Iverson. He's a Philadelphia icon, um, soon to be legend. But um, I, I, at this point, I don't even know if he can play anymore. I don't think he he give you know gave a reason why he didn't play. But you know, he it's knows good. the fans were looking for him. He comes to all the Sixers games. He probably feels that's enough. But we we really wanted to see him play. He said that his doctors advised him against playing. And Ice Cube, who was part owner of this league, said that the doctors had told Iverson not even to get out of bed. So I don't know what he had. It didn't say what he had or what's wrong with him or what's going on. But this is the excuse that he gave, an excuse that Ice Cube gave on the reason why he didn't play. But, again, you know how Philadelphia fans are. Philadelphia fans are diehard. If you give them a little bit, they 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 love it. Like especially like hardworking, nose to the grindstone, nine to five, kick ass, you know, intense fans. And there's probably a whole you know there was a whole bunch of people down there that's very upset with him now, and I'm curious to how this is going to translate. To the season, because just like you just said, he does show up to a lot of Sixers games. What's going to happen? Because you know, Philadelphia fans also don't forget. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of those fans probably didn't even buy tickets, so we'll see. You know, we'll see. We'll see. But I was just like, wow, because I really wanted to go. And I was starting to make plans. Yeah. But in the back of my mind, in the back of my mind, I said, it is. <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't. Is, is it so, now over? Was that the last game? No. No, it's going all, it's going all around the country. So I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know when the last game is, but I know it's going around the country, and I know. There's other cities that they're, you know, going to. So. If he plays in another city, that's going to be horrible. If he does come back to play somewhere else, it's going to stink. And, again, Philadelphia fans don't forget Jack. So let him wind up in Los Angeles. If he plays, man. Wow. (laughs) Not a good look. (laughs) It's not a good look. It's really not a good look. So, all right, I'm going to leave that there. You got anything else with that, Felicia? I do not. Glad I didn't get any tickets. Yes, yes. Like I said, God bless fools and babies. And I ain't no baby. But, um. Well, I'm not either. <laughs> I'm not either of those. <laughs> I know. I, I'm talking about me. I didn't say you. I'm talking about me. Well, I didn't buy tickets either. God. And aren't you glad Any. you didn't? Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but um, let me take this commercial break, 
and we're going to come back. I have a couple um just relationship scenarios I want to go over and talk about. So we'll take this quick commercial. This is Alicia Brown and Big Daddy, the Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 74. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the place to promote your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greetings, personal correspondence, or more, only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For five dollars today, you can buy a wealth of Okay. I cut the commercial. Um, sorry for the technical difficulty. It wasn't really playing that well. And I could barely <laughs> hear it. So I, could, I could barely hear it. You could barely hear it. So, welcome back. Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 74. This is Big Daddy, and I'm joined by the beautiful, always on the on the go, always with the information. My right hand, my BFF, Felicia Brown. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to listen. I'm like, all right, I heard the the letters from home. And then after that, it went downhill. I'm like, all right, that's enough. Anywho. Mm-hmm. Here's my relationship. I got two different ones. This is like videos I saw um, on Facebook that I um, watched. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to bring this up on the show. The first one, and Belisha, you pointed this out to me first. And then I um, I saw it and I shared it. And this was a young lady who was in the nail salon. She's getting her nails done. And her boyfriend videos her getting her nails done, and he's really pissed off. He says, you know, we got $17 in our account. You were here getting your nails done. And then she's like, well, I needed my nails done. I work hard. I treated myself. And he's like, we don't have no foodie. And she was like, yeah, we do. We got oodles and oodles, which I cracked up laughing, like, really? So um, they went back and forth. She spent $7 on herself to get her nails done. And then after that, she starts to berate him, saying, well, why don't you go get a job? And we would have more than $17 in the account, and I'm the only one in the house working, and you need to go to work on my receipt. <laughs> Anybody know that's a Martin reference? <laughs> and she went back at him, and then once I heard her side of the story, I didn't feel as sorry because if your lady is out there working, you should be bringing some type of money in. There's no way y'all should only have $17 in the bank, and but you still got enough money to have your cell phone on video recording stuff. And then you don't want to put her in a position to where she could throw that in your face. And I'm just like, okay, I wonder how other people are feeling about this. Because this is how I felt about it. Like, at first I felt sorry for him. Like, damn, she could have not did that or whatever. But then when she flipped the script and was like, look, get a job. Yeah. 
Did a job. So how do you feel about it, Alicia? I know you saw the video. You saw it before I did. Yeah, I mean, I felt sorry for him, too. Um, I don't know. I, I like to get my nails done, but I also work every day, and, you know, I never let myself get to a point where I'll have to, you know, depend on someone else. But, I mean, I think they're both wrong. She was pretty wrong for, you know, putting them out like that, but he was wrong for, you know, not working and putting her on blast the way he did. But it just seems like they both need to, to you know, kind of grow up and figure out what they're doing. I mean, obviously she's not pulling her way either if he said we have $17 in the account. So I, I don't know what's going on, but <laughs> I and, thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, it was a funny video, and I cracked up. I've seen it like three or four times, and I laughed all the time every time because she really went in on him. But with you, you're a hardworking woman. And you just don't work one job, you work two jobs. And you you handle your business. You handle your business well. Now, I'm on disability, but I do get money. And with this money, I do pay bills. You know what I'm saying? And if it ever got to the point where, you know, if like when I was working, I took care of home, and I've been on both sides of that spectrum. So I sympathize with her, and I sympathize with him, too, because, one, she really did put him on blast, and he was dumb enough to share it. So that's what he did anyway. I would have never shared that on social media, the fact that I'm not working and my lady taking care of me. But when I first started in the wrestling business and – I was in my first marriage. Did I take care of my bills the way I should have? No. And that kind of led to the end of our marriage. It was what it was. And I know that and I can admit that. But as I got older and more mature, I knew that I got to take care of my home first before I take care, you know, before I do anything else. Right. And this is where I got mad at her. Okay, you only had $17. If you ain't got no food in your house, you shouldn't be getting your nails done. You understand what I'm saying? It's the truth. It's the truth. Now, she does work hard. She says she works hard. Okay, she works hard. I don't know what she does, but she works hard, and she wanted to treat herself, but you can't always treat yourself when you want to treat yourself. Because if I had money like that, I would treat myself to a massage every day. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But I don't have it like that. That's where I felt about it. I felt they both were immature, and they right. both were wrong. He shouldn't be, like, trying to embarrass her when he's not working. Right. As a man, you got to take care of your household. So instead of filming her getting her hair done or getting her nails done, he should have been in that mall. He should have went to the McDonald's. He should have went to the Burger King, the KFC, whatever food establishment that was in that place. Filling out applications. Uh, what else uh, goes to the mall? What's that? Um, the pretzel plate. Annie Ann's. You went there. Orange Julie. Whatever the hell. Filling out applications. I mean, so you, you know, put some money we don't even. Team, so. Right. We don't even know what his background is. So maybe he could have went. You know, a lot of other places too. But you know, yeah, he could have went anywhere. Like look, like just don't depend on her. While you're looking, like you got to do something to put some money on the table. They want to holler and scream at her because she's getting her nails done. It is what it is. That's where I'm at with that one. Now, the other thing I wanted to run past you, Felicia. Um, what if you had a child, an older child, that was getting married? How much would you involve yourself in their wedding? Like, would you help them plan it out? Would you sacrifice like, would you, like, give them money towards the wedding, pay for certain things? Would you let them handle it on their own? How far would you go with it? Um. Well, I definitely wouldn't help them plan it unless they ask for some type of help. 
Um, I don't know. It seems like we're getting further and further away from tradition, but I believe it is tradition for the family of the bride, I believe it is, to come with the the wedding. Um, I don't know if people really carry that out anymore, but, I mean, I think it's just up to the parent to ask, hey, do you need any help? That's it, you know, then your conscience is clear. But other than that, you know, if your children think they're old enough to get married, um, they have to be old enough to be able to know what goes into a wedding. And if you're not, then this is one of your first signs that, hey, maybe you're not old enough to be getting married. So the parents really got to, you know, kind of back off a little bit and let them do what they need to do. Um, You know, if a parent was never married or whatever, they may want to, you know, live vicariously through their children or really help out. But that's okay. But, you know, let let them be adults and do what they need to do. You know, don't be sitting there, oh, I think you should get this dress, you should do this color. Let them do what they need to do. And that goes with anything, you know, leading up to the wedding in their life and anything after, too. You have to let your children grow up, make their own mistakes. Um, You know, a lot of things will tell they're not ready for life. You know what I mean? If you feel like you're ready to move away, okay, you need to be ready to pay bills. You know, you need to be ready to upkeep. So if, if they don't know what they're doing for a wedding, maybe you shouldn't be getting married. That's just my preach on it. Preach on it, sister. Preach on it. <laughs> <laughs> what's your what's your take on that? <laughs> you said exactly what I was going to say, so I really don't have to say nothing now because you said it. But I'll say it again. If you step out and especially in and I'm here, I go again. If you're a man. Step out and get on one knee, and you ask this woman to marry you. Yeah, and you you taking on the role of an adult, not just an adult, as a grown man. And as a man, you have to take care of certain things. And here we go again with this. And I know both weddings I had, I didn't ask nobody for jack because I wanted to take care of things on my own. I didn't want to ask nobody for nothing. And if you big enough and bad enough to get on one knee and ask this woman to make, then you should be big enough, bad enough to pay for your wedding. You should be right. doing handling your business and doing this, that, and the fourth. Like, grow up. It comes to a point where you're like, grow up. And don't depend on your parents for anything. Because I don't never want to put nobody in a position to throw it in my face. Because the first time we have a difference of opinion, the first thing you're going to say to me is, remember when I helped you with one for me, you wouldn't do this and that. Because I had a situation that happened to me like that, and I'm going to go down this road. But I was in a car accident in um, 1995. I was in a car accident, and I totaled my car. So uh, my grandfather, who was, he had diabetes real bad, and his sight was off, he um, gave me his car. He said, you could have it. All right, cool. About a month, month and a half later, he calls me up and was like, where you been? And I'm like, I've been working. You know, I'm trying to pay for this, you know, doing this and that, and, you know. I've been working. Well, I gave you this car. How come you ain't called me and asked me, do I have any errands to run? I'm like, well, oh, that was what? a part of the deal. He called and, and said, how come you ain't called me and asked me did I have any errands I needed ran? I gave you that car and wasn't for me, you wouldn't be going nowhere. Now come on over here, I gotta go down Ninth Street. Wow. So at that moment I'm like, No, this nigga didn't. Oh no, he didn't, excuse me. <laughs> and I got I'm like, 'cause if I knew that there was a condition that I had to kiss your behind and become your personal chauffeur because you gave me this vehicle because you couldn't drive it no more because you couldn't see, then I would have told you to keep the doggone car and I would have made other arrangements. 
Right. You offered me that car. You said, here, I can't drive it no more. I don't want it sitting in front of the house no more. Take it. So right then and there, I'm like, okay. But don't throw it in my face because you gave me something. You know what I did? I didn't go down there and take him down 9th Street. I didn't do jack because I felt no, I wasn't obligated to do it. If he would have asked me nicely, look, grandson, you think you could run me here there? I really need this, blah, 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 blah. I probably would have did it. <laughs> Didn't happen. Long story short, I... the reason why I want to do things on my own is I don't ever want nobody to throw something in my face. Right. What was you about to say? I was going to say, you know, oftentimes we give our, our offspring um, cars so they can be independent and we don't have to take them, you know, around anymore. So, you know, now that, you know, they have a car, they can run their own errands and, you know. <laughs> so it's kind of contradictory. Because he gave me this vehicle. I was supposed to be um Benson. No, I wasn't happy. Anywho. There's one more question I want to run past you. And then I'm going to put a bow on this and send it home. And this one's a hard one. And I'm not trying to offend anybody. This Ooh. is just a question that I had. That I know how I believe you're curious or how anybody else believes. So the number is 718. 718- 508-9883 if anybody wants to call in with their opinion. Now, here's my question. I saw a video that was on Facebook. You see, I don't have too much of a life because I'm always on Facebook. But anyway. And World Star. <laughs> yeah, World Star and stuff like that. But this was a video that somebody took off a TV show that they was in a church and the preacher was preaching and he was saying, you know, anybody in the audience you know, that having homosexual feelings, I want you to stand up and I want you to, to you know, release release it and say, okay, I'm homosexual and be proud of what you are. So slowly some people started standing up. I don't know what show this was on, but um, Pam from Martin was in it. That might have been that basketball show she did for a while. I don't know. So a bunch of standing up, you know, admitting that they had homosexual feelings, this, that, and the fourth. Then after that, the preacher goes, okay, I'm glad you guys stood up. I'm glad y'all standing up for what y'all believe in. Excuse my French, what I'm about to say. But then he says, all right, now all y'all get the fuck out of my church. Oh. And I was like, whoa. So they, you know, people are cussing at him and throwing stuff at him and it's going back and forth, blah, blah, blah. And it made me think, like, what if a preacher really did that? Like, for real? Would that be accepted? Would, and I'm not homosexual, I don't have homosexual feelings, trust me, and I love women, and here's what it is. But, <laughs> ain't nothing, nothing can be finer than being in the vagina, trust me. But, oh, um, dear Lord. feel some type of way towards that preacher if he really did that. Like, I know what the Bible says about homosexuality, but I also know what the Bible says about acceptance and about love, too. And it's a difficult it's a difficult question and a difficult thing to handle. And we're all sinners saved by grace. And I've committed sin so who am I to judge anybody else for whatever sin they do? And who was he to judge? I know this was a TV show or whatever, and it wasn't real. But who was he to judge anybody else? When he's not perfect. How you feel about that, please? Well, first, I mean, it's not his church. It's the Lord's church. And I know that's a concept many may not understand. But, mm-hmm. um... You know, yes, the Bible does talk about 
certain things being wrong, and I feel like we can't look at that one isolated thing as being wrong when we all do so many things that's in the Bible that the Bible says it's wrong. So, um, and yes, the Bible does preach about acceptance and you know and being loved and you know, um, and, and that's what Christianity should be based on and, you know, is founded on. So who are we to judge? So I don't know. I know uh, homosexuality is growing in many churches of many denominations. Um, So, I mean, I don't know. I think we should all just serve that one God because there is only one God. Um and, you know, it's every man for himself, really. My personal faith walk is not yours or the next person. So why can't we all just, you know, be there and let God handle it? I don't understand. And, you know, I'm speaking as a as a Christian and a believer. And that's where I'm at with it. Pretty much what I'm saying. Like I said, huh, how could I judge you? If I'm a sinner, and I right. do everything perfect, and I know what the Bible says about homosexuality, and I know what the Bible says about blasphemers, and I know what the Bible says about a lot of stuff, and if we if if we really wanted to take everything that the Bible says and live, you know what I'm saying, by the book, you wouldn't eat shellfish. You wouldn't have sex with your wife while she's on her um, cycle. Technically, a man not supposed to even be in the house while your woman's on her cycle. Um, numbers. And what's before numbers? I'm having a the one blank. the one about the, the women and the menstrual cycle. Yeah, that's in Leviticus. Leviticus. Thank you. Go through Leviticus. Go through Numbers and explain so much that was sin and law and stuff that we don't apply now. So you can't take one thing and forget about everything else. And I can keep going on about the different things that, especially uh, Leviticus was like, wow. (laughs) I had to read that three times over, like, wow. (laughs) What'd you say? I laughed. Oh. It's the truth. There's a bunch of stuff that you wouldn't think was in there that was in there. So basically what I'm saying is people get off your high horse. Nobody's perfect. And don't condemn the certain sect you know, a certain a certain type of people when you're not perfect. Right. You know that note fall on this and send this um this one home. Felicia Brown, I wanna thank you for coming on today. Thank you. Always a thank pleasure. you for always being there, and we will be back again next week for Big Day's Hard Talk, Volume 75. And um, I might have a guest coming through, but I don't want to say the name until I, you know, hammer it down. Somebody we hadn't heard from in a while who was with the Sixers as far as, you know, with the Summer League, and I want to see what he thinks about, you know, what's going on as far as the team and the summer league and the draft picks. And he's seen a lot of things while he was, he, he was in Orlando, he was in Utah and he was in Vegas. So I want to see, you know, what happened, you know, while he was away with the team. Um, there is a seminar going to happen. Um, KCW is having a seminar with Ultimo Dragon and it's going to be October 12th. The price is $100, but it's, um, I want to say, a four- or five-hour seminar. And come out and check this out. Like, if you're a wrestler, you should be trying to come out there and check this out because it's going to be awesome. And anybody that doesn't know, Ultimo Dragon been around for how many decades? At least two, three. Wow. So you might want to be there to hear what this man has to say and and, and, and let him critique what you're doing. So there's $100, and you can spend $100 and out going out to dinner. So you can spend $100 to help your uh, craft along. 
So any wrestlers is out there listening, you should be there. Uh, it's all over Facebook. So just uh, contact Kareem Horton, and he'll tell you what you need to do. Outside of that, we'll be back next week. Any last words, Felicia? No, everyone, stay cool. You know, do something productive this summer. Help someone. Yep. Keep an eye on the elderly. Watch out for this heat. If you see Big Daddy in the gym sweating it out, come say hi. Big Daddy <laughs> trying to sweat it out in the gym. So has Felicia Brown. Yes, sir. So you can see us. Come up, say hi. Take a picture with us. All sweaty and everything. <laughs> I don't sweat. No, I'm kidding. I, I get down in the gym. Mm. We perspire. We don't sweat. <laughs> but um, good night, everybody. By the way, Love and Hip Hop reunion show. Oh, my gosh. Come on tonight. So, you know, I'll be really? checking that out as well as Raw. Seriously? Yeah, it's going to be good tonight. It's going to be good tonight. Tonight on Raw, we find out Kurt Angle's announcement or issue is. Yes, yes. I almost forgot about that. Shouldn't that be opening Raw or my? I mean, I'm not opposed to Dean Ambrose opening Raw, but. It should be, but. From what I heard, Dean was starting off raw. But if it is the Kurt Angle thing, I'd be happy with that, too. Because for the last couple of weeks, that's like it's been over a month, there's been something going on between Kurt Angle, Corey Graves, and whatever text message Corey Graves has been getting. So tonight, whatever's going on is going to be revealed on raw. And I'm curious of what it is. I'm, I'm thinking Dixie Carter. Right. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm looking forward to it. So it's a lot to it's going to be on TV tonight. And between that, you know, I got class tonight at nine o'clock. Big Daddy's taking a class with his church. So keep me in prayer. Good job. Okay. Good night. God bless you all. There's three different types of people in the world. Those who don't know what happened, those who wonder what happened, and everybody like Big Daddy, Valicia Brown, and everybody that listens to Big Daddy Hard Talk that make things happen. Peace. See you next week. Good night.